This is Beyond the Farm Gate, a show where we shine a light on great Australian stories in agriculture. On the show, you'll hear from farmers who survive challenges like fire, flood and drought, people who run innovative and unique agribusinesses, and those who are balancing work and family in rural Australia. You'll be inspired hearing their stories and pick up some insights along the way. I'm Beck Wren. I'm Greg Cookle. And I'm Zali Thomas. Today, we're chatting with Fiona Best. Fiona is the CEO of Birchip Cropping Group in Victoria. Birchip Cropping Group, or BCG, is a not-for-profit agricultural research and extension organisation led by farmers and dedicated to improving prosperity through science and innovation. Fiona has spent her life around agriculture. She spent her childhood on a farm and before she took up the mantle as CEO, she worked in the education sector teaching the next generation of farmers. In today's episode, Fiona will share how growing up in agriculture shaped her career and how the lessons she's learned have contributed to the work she does now. She'll explain how the grain industry is benefiting from the work that BCG is doing today and where she hopes research and innovation can take Australian agriculture in the future. Let's jump in. Fiona, welcome to the show. Hi, Beck. How are you? Good, thanks. So you're the CEO of Birdchip Cropping Group, but your connection to agriculture started much earlier than that. You actually grew up on a farm. How did growing up on the land drive your interest in pursuing a career in the ag sector? Yeah, having that farm experience as a kid, it, it's something that sticks with you forever. And I grew up on a farm in Western New South Wales, southwestern New South Wales, just south of Balranald. And yeah, look, I think just having that farm experience, it's something that just sticks with you. Yeah, so that drove you to want to come back and work in ag because you just had that love for the land? When you're growing up on a farm and you're living there, it is all-encompassing. So it becomes your whole world. And so I think then your exposure to other things is, is a little bit more limited. But I went through a period where I thought maybe I would study law and I'd done quite a bit of work experience as a high school student in law firms. But when it came to making a decision around what I was going to study at university at the end of year 12, when it came to you know making that final selection, I chose to study agriculture. You've spent most of your life around ag in one way or another, exploring a couple of different professions. So how has your career changed throughout the years? As a graduate, my first role was actually with the Birch of Cropping Group. I'd been at university and at a college in Melbourne and I'd met Patrick McClelland, whose dad was the chair of the Birch of Cropping Group at the time. And I'd heard of BCG. I think there was a, a fortnightly column in the Stock and Land paper that I used to see on the kitchen table every now and again. And, and so when I met Patrick, he said, my dad would love you. He's the chair of the BCG. He's a farmer. And through the course of university, I'd been to the Birch of BNS and had met Ian. And so when I finished university, he said, why don't you come over to Birchip and come and work for the BCG? And I have to admit, to be honest, at that time, I was positioning myself to work anywhere but rural Australia. I had organised my university degree to have a very international flavour. So I had studied Asian capital markets, international trade, all of those sorts of subjects. I was doing a double degree at the time. So I was doing ag science and commerce and yeah, had very much picked all my subjects around going overseas. So the thought of coming to work in a small rural community after growing up in a small regional area myself, yeah, it was absolutely not on the cards. But 
Ian worked his magic and I think the visit that I had was really positive and so ended up I made the move to Birchip and then stayed for nine years. My role initially with BCG was as a farming systems economist. I'm not sure that I had the qualifications to have that role initially, but I, I worked my way into it. And then my real interest was in communicating science. So my role over time evolved into really communicating the work that the virtual cropping group were doing to farmers through crop walks, field days, various extension activities like that. But yeah, my career did change in the sense that I had been at BCG for nine years and had really loved it, but it had been a really tough time for the farming community. It was, you know, the millennial drought from 2002, essentially right through that time period was a pretty tough time. It was critical for BCG in terms of the activities that we did, but I was ready for a break. And when I had started with BCG, I was studying a DIPED, a Diploma of Education, and thinking that I, at some point in time, I would love to be a teacher. And so at the end of 2009 and start of 2010, yeah, I'd made the decision to leave BCG and an opportunity came up not that far away in a little town called Sea Lake, which is about 54 k's north of Birchip. And I took that opportunity and ended up teaching agriculture, but also a whole range of other subjects, which I absolutely loved. And I did that for nine years before coming back to BCG in a different role. You said that your studies were more around the international markets. Do you still have an interest in that sort of area at all? Definitely. Look, I always, you know, marketing and trade relations and things like that, I have an interest in. And while at the time as a graduate, I thought there was a big disconnect between the two working in this role and for the Birch of Cropping Group, it's obviously fundamental to have a, a really strong understanding of what's going on on the world stage to be able to make decisions at the farm level about what to do. And so I think, well, at the time, I thought there was a big disconnect between the two, uh, you know, over the a career, you soon find out that, you know, it's actually very, very closely connected. And so therefore, to be good at a production level and at an applied level at the farm side of things, you absolutely need to be across what's going on more broadly. So how do you think that all of these experiences have shaped you into the person that you are now? I feel really content that I've been able to have a really fulfilling career to date, meeting lots of amazing people. I think, you know, the Birch Cropping Group in itself is so well connected. And so, you know, I've got to meet so many farmers, so many people from industry. That's been wonderful. But also, too, you know, my time as a teacher, also fabulous, loved working with young people, loved sort of shaping and being part of their story. And so, look, I feel really content. You know, I've essentially had 25 years of a career or a bit longer um, getting up and going to work every day, just trying to making either people's lives a little bit better or their farms a little bit better. And that's a really nice thing to be able to do every day. So that makes you a happy person. But as a, I've also been able to do that in a rural community. And, you know, sometimes you think, oh, you're giving up a little bit by being based rurally and regionally. But in fact, I think your life can be a lot richer by having a, a rural community. As someone from a rural community, I can agree. It's a great way to grow up. You always have a very deep sort of appreciation for the land and how things are grown. And it puts a lot into perspective, I think, growing up in a rural community. And yeah, I wouldn't have had it any other way. So I'm very grateful that I also had that upbringing. 
You're now the CEO of Birchip Cropping Group. Tell me about what BCG is. So the Birchip Cropping Group, I describe it as a little bit of magic in the agricultural industry. The BCG is a farming systems organisation, not-for-profit, based here in Birchip in northwest Victoria. It was established about 30 years ago by a group of farmers who felt that there was more to be gained by having localised research in their own backyard to inform their practice. And I think at the time they'd felt there was a bit of a void and there was not a lot going on in this part of the world. There was some excellent work being undertaken by Agricultural Victoria at Wolpia. They had a big research site there and there was some great work obviously happening at Horsham, which is to the south of Birchip. But in terms of the what was going on in the southern Mallee, there wasn't really a lot. And then so on the back of actually I think a bus trip to the Hartfield Day group in South Australia, this discussion group of farmers got together and said, why don't we do something like that? And then the rest is history. I think they went around finding sponsorship to employ someone in a part-time basis. They organised their own trials, probably not as rigorous as we run now, but all the same provided a great discussion point for local farmers. There's a bit of conjecture about final numbers, but it's said that the first field day that the virtual cropping group ran had between 500 and 1,000 farmers attend. And soon enough, you know, it was attracting a lot of interest from industry, from government. And look, over time, the group has grown into a very well-organised business and organisation, but whose work is very much sort of influenced by the early days in the sense that it's farmer-led and farmer-driven. So, Beck, what BCG does now is we run a lot of applied agronomic research trials across the entire region from the northern Mallee right through into the Wimmera region of Victoria and into the, now into the north central. And a lot of that work is based around agronomy, so new varieties of sowing times, disease management, weed management, nutrition management, and sort of every sort of nuance in and around all of those applied agronomic principles to try and see how we can improve the farming systems that we're running. And so sitting alongside all of the applied research trials that we run, we run a a big extension and communications effort as well because we recognise how important it is to get the research outcomes to those who are needing it, which is the farmers and the farming community. So we run crop walks, field days, information sessions, whatever suits the need or whatever suits the information that's being shared, we'll put a uh, an ex- communication and extension activity in and around that. So that's it in a nutshell. We employ 20, well, soon to employ 25 staff, all based here in Birchip, apart from one, which I think is also really key to having people working in the region. Yeah, amazing. So incredibly beneficial for farmers. And how do farmers help research companies like BCG with their research efforts? Well, it's absolutely critical. The farmer is a critical player in in the mix, obviously identifying challenges and issues that might be experienced out in the paddock, feeding those in to organisations like BCG to try and come up with a potential solution is ultimately the, the aim. Not always simple task to take on, but BCG draw on the experiences of farmers. They set the direction of the research a lot of the time. 
But critical to that is we need to be partnering with industry and with university sector to be able to, you know, address some of those issues, which is what BCG does so well, is partner with industry and collaborate with industry and build those industry networks to come up with the next thing that we can be applying out in, out in the paddock. So the farmers are absolutely critical, industry is critical, and to have a team of people here at BCG to be able to implement that is critical working with the university sector is critical and it's not just here in Victoria but we need to partner with people all across the country to help problem solve and so I think that's something that BCG has done so well is to draw on our farmers but also bring industry to the region to say hey we need some support here to overcome some of these highlighted issues you know how can we do this together. But of course there's ideas being generated from industry too and from the university sector that you know, that are taking agriculture to the cutting edge. BCG want to be involved in those conversations as well and say, hey, if you've got something new that you think has an application on farm, let's look at how we can fast track that by bringing that innovation to the region. Maybe we could pilot something, maybe we could demonstrate something and then using a feedback loop from the farmers to say, hey, this has got real potential or this has got real potential if the following modifications could be made. And so it's often been described as a real melting pot of ideas, you know, farmers working with scientists, working with industry to really fast track some of those solutions. You did mention that when you started at BCG, it was during the time of the millennium drought. Is there any key findings that BCG or any key research that BCG did within this time that was extremely beneficial to help the farmers through this really tough time? Oh, look, so much work went into it because we really were trying to make sure that farmers were getting through. I guess what comes to mind, we did a huge amount of work on controlling summer weeds and conserving moisture over summer. And we really did focus a lot on that in terms of making sure that every bit of moisture that fell onto your property was being able to be utilised by the following crop. And so, yeah, that certainly comes to mind. We did a huge amount of work in relation to managing stock better and so a huge amount of work went into looking at stock containment and how to manage stock in containment, how to feed them, the nutritional requirements because a lot of the farms that BCG work across are mixed properties so they're cropping and and livestock So, and managing livestock in drought conditions can be pretty tough. So we did spend a lot of time refining our approaches to managing livestock I remember at one field day I spoke at was a, looking at, you know, how to retain canola seed and how to direct head canola, which was something that hadn't been done before because trying to look at cost savings. We spent a lot of time on soil analysis, you know, making sure that farmers were actually spending some money on soil tests to be able to make really smart nutrition decisions. So making sure that we were managing our inputs really, really carefully and refining the inputs. And the other thing, Beck, that's probably worth mentioning is that BCG were instrumental in was just keeping social connection. I mean, going through year on year of very dry and droughty conditions, it can take a huge emotional toll, not only on the people farming, but the communities as well. And so BCG spent quite a bit of that time putting on social gatherings, get-togethers, and trying to make sure that people stayed connected, were talking to each other, were still sharing ideas, still sharing their challenges and trying to remove some of the isolation that we know the agricultural sector can feel at times. 
So that was, yeah, they're the sorts of things that probably come to mind when I think of that time. Amazing. Yeah. The social interaction is a big one. I think people forget how important the social interaction is when you're going through something tough. So I think that it's incredible that they focused, had a focus on social gatherings so people could share their hardships and weren't taking everything on by themselves. And to be honest, that's something that still flows onto the work of BCG today is really making sure that we've got a social element to the work that we do and maintaining that social connection in the good times. And obviously it'll assist with the drought resilience moving forward. Yeah. So we sort of touched on um, the fact that BCG has grown, like it's expanding, it's moving into different parts of Victoria. So what do you think has contributed to this? I think just the advancement in agriculture is there's more and more interest in information and information exchange about how to do things better. And BCG has a great model for doing that. We're obviously, we're independent, we're viewed as very trusted, and we're also known for the credible work that we do that's science-based. And so I think that's really valued by the farming community. And when there's a decision to be made or information gets presented to the ag sector, BCG are often contacted or referenced, you know, in terms of is this something that we should be doing? So I think that's probably has contributed to an expansion. I think too the change of direction in government in terms of what funding they have available to allocate to agricultural research and agricultural extension has changed over time. And so, therefore, BCG has been looked to to provide more and more of the extension capability across the region as pressure on government to provide, you know, emergency service provision, biosecurity support has sort of become a a bigger part of what they do. Therefore, there's been, yeah, the need for organisations like BCG to step in. And so, I think that's probably been part of it. There's a demand for information. BCG can fill that need. And yeah, we'll always endeavour to try and do the research work where we can and where it's most relevant. Where do you hope BCG is headed in the future? BCG is a really positive change catalyst and we just want to continue to support farms and farming communities to get the most out of what they're achieving and bring new innovations, new ways of thinking to the table. And I see BCG having a critical role in that. You know, change sometimes can be a bit scary. I was talking to my brother about this who still farms our family property and, you know, he's made some significant changes to the way that farm is run and the crops that are grown on that farm. And, you know, he's been really actively looking for those opportunities. And I think at times, you know, we can get a little stuck in nostalgia about the way we've always done things should be the way that we do things moving forward. But I think agriculture is a really great example of where, You need to be looking for new opportunities. You need to not be afraid to do things in a different way or a new way or try something completely new. And so I think BCG has a real role to play. You know, I mentioned earlier that bringing people together to exchange ideas and share solutions has always been part of what BCG does. And I think that will continue, but it's also to support some of those conversations around what does agriculture across the region need to look like moving forward as we confront new climate challenges. Maybe we do need to do things a little differently. Maybe we need to change up what we do. And I think BCG will be always trying to facilitate those discussions, look for those opportunities in a really positive way and remove the isolation from doing that. So therefore, people 
you know, are not making these big changes on their own. They're doing it in a really supported environment. And yeah, I think that's what BCG can do into the future and will continue to do. I think for research and everything going forward and innovation is going to be pretty critical to keep increasing yields, especially with the climate change and the different weather patterns we're already seeing. I think that that's going to be very, very important. So BCG are going to have a good role to play in that one. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And look, even this year, we've had some discussions around the 2023 season across our region. I mean, growing season rainfall across the region's been variable, but it's so here in Birchip, I think the growing season rainfall has been around 180 mils further north. It actually was slightly more, but not too much deviated from that. And the fact that people are harvesting wheat yields of five tonne in this environment, obviously, again, there's variation to that. But, you know, that's incredible. If to think 20 years ago that with the rainfall that we've received that we would be harvesting those types of yields, we would have said, no, I'm sorry, that's impossible. And in fact, one of my early stories when I came to BCG, they were one of the challenges the farmers had set was, oh, we want to see if we can grow a six-ton crop in this region. And they, you know, it was in the 90s. They were putting everything they could to it to see if they could grow a six-ton crop and they couldn't. And to think now that we're actually pretty close to that just with our farming systems that we've got in place is it does demonstrate how far we've come as a region in terms of what we're able to produce off the rainfall that we have. And those challenges will continue to be thrown up at the farming community with changes to climate. And so we've we've got to be ready for it. Yeah, I can't wait to see how it all goes, honestly. I, I love the research sector. So <laughs> I'm really excited to keep seeing how everything comes along. What's happening in the innovation that's driving the changes in the research is incredible. And it's just going to get better as technology advances as well. So it's going to be unreal. One of the projects that BCG has in the pipeline is something we're calling BCG Nexus. And it follows similar theme to what we've already been talking about and the importance of bringing science to the region. One of the big challenges that we have is accommodation to house people when they come and visit the region. And this is not isolated problem to Birchip. This is something when you talk to rural and regional people across Australia, a housing crisis is something that you know, is often referenced. But we need people in the region. We need scientists visiting. We need students visiting us. We need people who are supporting our research effort to be able to be here in the region. And by having a, no accommodation to be able to achieve that has been a real sticking point. So BCG, we have got a, a project in the wings where we're looking at building our own accommodation precinct where we will be able to house scientists and students and industry people who are involved in the research work in the region where they'll be able to come and stay. So watch this space, Beck. We really hope that BCG Nexus can get off the ground. That's an unreal idea. It absolutely is an issue everywhere. It's the same in Stanthorpe. A lot of the seasonal workers that come to work, the farms are struggling to find accommodation. Quite a lot of farmers are actually looking at doing a similar thing where they're like building accommodation for seasonal workers. So I hope it gets off the ground because that's a really good idea. And it'd, it'd be good for everyone to sort of be able to live in the same area as well, I guess, and exchange ideas and have a bit more of a social aspect. Yeah, for sure, because I think we want to try and close the divide sort of between what's going on in the metro regions to and the rural regions to say, look, in order to overcome some of the challenges, 
you need to understand the region that you're working for. And the best way to do that is to come and stay here, meet the farmers, meet the people that you're essentially the research is, is ultimately being implemented by. It's going to be, you know, short-term accommodation, but it'll be definitely welcome. All right. So now it's time for our quick fire round. So I've got a few questions that I'm going to ask you in rapid succession. So there's two rules. The first rule, you have to keep your answers to a maximum of one sentence. And the second rule, you have to answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Go. <laughs> what is the best lesson you have learned from a mistake, a stuff up or a failure? Own it. What's one piece of advice you have for anyone wanting to enter the industry? Be proactive and go and talk to people. Do you prefer sunrise or sunset? Sunset. What phrase or cliche do you live by? Don't get caught up in your own publicity. That was one from my mum. And finally, when you're out on the farm, what brand of work boots do you wear? Rossi. (laughs) Good one. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I've had such a great discussion and I can't wait to see what BCG does in the future. Thanks, Beck. It's been a, a pleasure to have a chat. Thanks for listening to Beyond the Farm Gate, a podcast by Rural Bank where we shine a light on great Australian stories in agriculture. Rural Bank supports the agribusiness community by providing financial services, knowledge and leadership for Australian farmers to grow. For more information, including regular analysis and reports, head to the website ruralbank.com.au. This show was produced with strategy and production support from Wavelength Creative. To make sure you don't miss an episode of Beyond the Farm Gate, be sure to subscribe to or follow the show in your podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. It really helps others find the show. I'm Zali Thomas. I'm Greg Cookle. And I'm Beck Wren. And we'll see you in the next episode of Beyond the Farm Gate.